0: Hi, this is Kate Daly. I'm so excited, you guys. The first ever commemorative and limited edition Kate Daly Show coin is here. And I am hoping that you will act to purchase one or several for family, for friends, for yourself. These are real silver coins, uh, worth about $40, $45. And this is a way to invest in silver, which they say is gonna go through the roof, and also to support free speech to support the show. And if you listen to my show and you love what we do and you know how seriously we take this, we are not bought and sold. We are not told what to say by any corporation. We're completely independent. This money goes right to the show and it will help the show grow. And also have uh, security for the show so we can keep the show going. This is a special fundraiser, limited edition, only for a short time for the show, and I hope you take part in it. It's a beautiful coin modeled after the flowing hair dollar. This is a a side picture of a woman, uh, long flowing hair. It was the first coin ever minted in the United States when the United States became the United States. And I celebrate that history with you, and the reason I wanted it to be minted after that coin as a A reminder to be faithful and be fearless as they were back in 1794 and a reminder of to what this country is about and where we need to get this country back to is a country that we know listens to the Constitution, obeys the Constitution again. I'm so grateful for this. You can find it at katedallyradio.com. You can the, the link is right at the top of the homepage, katedallyradio.com or you can go katedallyshow.com forward slash coin. And you can go in, purchase the coin, super easy to do. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping this show, for helping Truth, and helping us get the, these messages out there. Thank you. Thank you for supporting this show. And thank you for acting, not just listening, but acting and doing something that's going to mean a lot to truth in radio thank you balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule changing the world one life at a time i could
1: not get along without my balance of nature and i want to tell you that because of the change people i know have seen in me since i've been taking balance of nature they are now taking it and even my nanocurist told me the other day but she's seen such a change in my hands that it made a believer out of her and she's taking it.
2: I'm 74 years old, I ride my bike 25 to 30 miles a day. I feel great, people tell me I'm looking great, and the only thing I can figure out is it has to be the balance of nature.
0: Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and
2: use discount code KATE.
0: Hi everybody, it's Kate. You know, the first part of this hour broadcast was was not recorded and and so sometimes once in a blue moon that happens, we were having issues with streaming live today, but that could have been it. But I just wanted to tell you what I went over in that first segment of the show was the fact that Cedar City's budget is 30, well, they have 33,000 people, about a third of St. George, and their budget was only $60 million. And of course, St. George is, you know, 90, 95,000 people and over 500 million dollars. The numbers don't shake out. Something's very wrong, and it needs to be looked at at St. George. And people need to look at and review the city manager, and they need to look at the mayor, and they need to look at why their budget is so bloated. I mean, really and truly, if you took Cedar City's budget and population and you times it by three, you'd only have $180 million for the same amount of population, right? $180 million. But we're at over $500 million. That's a huge, huge jump for no reason at all that they can't seem to scale back. I also mentioned that the um, cameras, uh, Washington City School Board is asking for cameras in school. They're asking for this with no right to do it and no reason. It's not like our schools are violent. There's no reason to put in all these extra cameras. And so really what they're doing is just violating the rights of your child. So I played the song, Every Breath You Take, and dedicated it to Washington County School Board because apparently your children are not monitored enough and they want to spend more money on cameras, keep taxing you to the hilt, and spend more money on all of this security. And they can't even come up with a reason in the articles as to why they even need it. So it's absolutely ridiculous. Plus, they don't have the right. That's the bigger issue. They have zero right to do it. So... With all of this going on, you know, St. George um, City Council was also over at the new park at the ledges, you know, um, cutting ribbon. But they talk about liquid gold and want to penalize you, the consumer and the and the citizen of this county. But they're right there to open just another park. And while they're screaming for attacks for cops, you know. So I just made all of that known, and um, I also cited some Babylon But You have to go look at Babylon B today because it's amazing. <laughs> they really nailed it. And so um, we'll continue on with the rest of the broadcast that was recorded. But I was talking about the, the differences in the 1950s and how the 1950s, there, there had to always be reasons to conjure up big, huge Democrat programs. And the Kennedys, actually, um, John and his brother were all for these programs, these Medicaid programs and these programs of welfare. We did have uh, some welfare in the United States at that point. Remember the Depression, they would go in and ask for some help. But nothing like we saw instigated in the late 50s and 60s because they went down to a portion of the South that did not represent the whole country. And they said, see, they're poor in this one pocket That means we need a welfare system for the whole country. Everything's always done on a lie. Because if the country's doing well and everybody's kind of doing okay, it's really hard to instigate a welfare program, (laughs) isn't it? And so that was going to lead into my show today as far as talking about 50s and 60s music and how controlled it was um, and how Elvis and the Beatles were, I think, very, very controlled. But but you'll see that in the next two hours of the show. So there you go. Thanks, you guys. Uh, They're poor. They don't have the money. There's no money here. And this is what poverty looks like. It was a small pocket of the United States. It wasn't the biggest pocket. Uh, it wasn't the United States. But, right, but off of that, they decided to turn that into a welfare program by making, it, making everybody believe in the United States that that kind of poverty was going on everywhere. Now, people weren't dying left and right of poverty. It wasn't, they weren't starving. Okay. So they were getting help from churches and friends and family and all kinds of things, right? Because that's who would step in. And you still had the government help. You still had the government help if you truly needed it and you were like bottomed out, okay? We know that from the Depression era, right? So that had already been instigated. But what I'm talking about is developing a bigger, bolder, broader program, right? Um, And uh, uh, the whole Medicare, the whole Medicaid, the whole entire system and that was brought about because they showed one picture of the 50s, of the 60s, uh, I think it was the beginning of the 60s, late 50s, and showed this picture and it, and it made it look like this was needed all over the country. It's deceptive, very deceptive. But when you have to, when you have to organize a program and you don't, you don't have a reason, you've got to invent a reason. They did this with public health. They did this with Johns Hopkins, taking over and um, delivering like the AMA, American Medical Association, and making sure doctors were trained a certain way. But we saw a lot of this happen. Public health is only here because of, uh, of, uh, of I think it was uh, hookworm back in the, what, 20s, 30s. And they decided they would develop public health over that. Also, um, infantile paralysis, which later became the March of Dimes infantile paralysis was you know the movie Awakenings where they were statues and they couldn't move okay and so um, that also resulted in that about 1915 and I've been doing a lot of research on that lately as part of a bigger wider piece of research and what's interesting is is I'm coming to the conclusion that polio was not the polio hike was not given to us by DDT that causes cancer we we had this problem of paralysis we had this thing stemming from 1915 and when they were allocating the word polio to that to that time okay and they were saying we have this mystery disease that was built in a lab you heard me built in a lab so I'm gonna I'll be presenting some of that on the show soon but it's so amazing to me that we as a populace, well, there's just a lot of diversion out there. You know, look here, look here, look here. And you really have to start asking the questions. um, Did DDT cause it? DDT wasn't introduced, really. We weren't spraying everything until the 40s. So how how could you have cases of paralytic, mystery paralytic back in 1950, right? Nobody ever asks that. So what I'm saying is, is we were given pictures in history of the fifties and sixties that I don't think were accurate for the entire country. Um, that kind of paralysis was actually in certain cities like New York. Um, we, we just were kind of given a box of rocks in this area and we don't go back to, well, why did they develop a welfare program when our country was doing great? Our country was actually, people were actually doing pretty well they were in that time in the 50s we were making three grand a year which was a lot of money Uh, not a lot but enough to pay all your bills nobody was starving nobody was dying of starvation in this country well how do you develop welfare programs how do you start those kinds of things in the in the 50s so that's the other side of the changes that we went through from the 50s on 40s on But at the same time, we're going to be talking about cultural change today. So there's a lot to discuss there as well. Uh, Okay, caller, you got about a minute. Make it fast.
2: Okay. What the, uh, a point about necessity. We are often uh, conservatives, uh, Republicans, Democrats, mm-hmm. all uh, speaking the language of Karl Marx instead of the language of the Founding Fathers of Liberty. And one really great example of that is need. Uh, Karl Marx always said we have to justify tyranny uh, in the name of need. And there was a great quote from William Pettin. Uh, Pitt, the younger, from uh, the 18th 18th century, uh, a statesman in Britain. And the quote is this. uh, Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. We should be never arguing necessity when it comes to political action, because political action always takes away freedom and rights. Mm-hmm. We should always look at every issue in terms of the law, the Constitution, yep. and on, does it violate our... Uh, do they have a right to government? do it, right? right? Do they have yes. a
0: right to do it? Now, we know they okay. don't have reasons. <laughs> They're making those up left and right, just like the cameras in right. the schools.
2: But, but the reasons mm-hmm. under their reasons also, uh, the basis is need It's necessity. And that's what Karl Marx. remember the Cardinal, uh, uh Karl Marx principle of mm-hmm. marxism sure. from according to their ne- uh, ability to the according to their need yes so we have to argue, uh, the argue right they argue need is, yeah. is there a right to do this not whether there's a need to do this yes
0: absolutely that's why i was citing actually that's why i was citing both is because not only do they have a reason but it doesn't matter they don't have the right anyway but i just thought it was funny they couldn't even come up with a reason to tell you they needed cameras in the school but yeah they don't have the right to do that to your kids be right back
1: say now you never saying what they mean Wally it with the hours in their average towers do it covered up with flowers in the back of a black limousine love that love that
0: song that song says volumes does it not games people play love it uh they're working on uh this live stream right now and some apps seem to seem to go down um And, uh, yeah, what can I say? They're working on it right now. Hopefully it'll be up for the next couple of hours, let's hope, okay? And uh, I know I think uh, TuneIn is out. Um, There's a bunch of places to listen, KZNU, um, WCGO, KCNU. So, anyway, just uh, you can look those things up, but hopefully they'll get it back up and people can listen from the site. So... um, ABC Auto, you guys are fantastic. (laughs) I love you guys. And uh, make sure you go to them if you're in an accident because no one's going to take care of you the way they are. ABC Auto. They'll do all the work for you. You don't have to do anything. And then, um, of course, Garage Doors Only. You guys are the best. And uh, 435-868-1200 is the phone number. Make sure you go to them for any garage door needs. A new one, need yours fixed. Even if they didn't put it in, call them to fix it. Um, They are fantastic and have really good text, too. So just make sure you go to them. Garage Doors Only. And um, Beehive Rental. You guys are fantastic as well. Beehive Rental. Get your equipment there. Tell them we sent you. And uh, believe me, they have the best prices over anybody. Just make sure you use them because they've got great customer service too. And their stuff is fantastic. It, it always works and it's great. So go go to them. Um, Beehive rental. So, of course, you can call up. And so sorry, we're having some issues today. Uh, but they're trying. And we've got good techs and they're really trying hard to make, it, make uh, the replay happen. But of course, call up 888-673-1450, 888-673-1450, the games people play, uh, Mittens, (laughs) Delecto, Senator Delecto, um, that was his own name he gave himself, his bill to study, you know, to study ways to save the Great Salt Lake, including $10 million for the Army Corps of Engineers to study it. Uh, passed through the Senate yesterday. Why? I know. Why did it? Well, it got wrapped up into a much larger water resources bill. Yep. The Water Resources Development Act of 2022. I know. It's when you just can't think of enough government to pass, you just keep making stuff up and passing it. Anyway, uh, so Chris Stewart and John Curtis and Burgess Owens, all uh voted it right or they're going to has the backing of those three now that it's reached the house and uh of course Romney's saying the rest of the country is now understanding the widespread repercussions of the diminished Great Salt Lake really I don't think the rest of the country cares Mitt um we must be willing to do whatever necessary to make sure we preserve this iconic body of water he's such an enviro he really is I mean really and uh He also uh, talked about the urgency. Of course, everything's an emergency, isn't it? Delecto. About protecting the Great Salt Lake. So it's such an emergency and so urgent that they're going to study it for a long time. Look at it. Perceive it. Watch it. Study it. Think about it. Write about it. Perfect. Lots of money diverted there. Isn't that great? Aren't you excited? Yeah. It's such an emergency. So he said... Of course, uh, Chris Stewart, Representative Chris Stewart, we must maintain, preserve, and protect the Great Salt Lake. Really? Okay. That and the suicide hotline for people committing suicide who will not call um, are his hills to die on this month. So I just wanted people to know. That's fun. And... um, you can call up 888-673-1450. I still want to know what the 60s were like for you. What kind of perceptions did you have in the 60s going from the 50s to the 60s? I'm so curious as to what you have to say about that. What did you notice? Um, you know, what were what were the attitudes? Did you start did you start seeing a lot of, you know, um, written pieces about culture change because it was kind of shoved down our throats. And I'll, I'll tell you why uh, when we get to the next hour. But if you have any uh, thoughts on that, I would love to hear it 888-673-1450 because those are two decades that, that started the the biggest change in, um, in American history that we ever have seen or experienced. And there's definitely a reason for it. Um, there were a lot of... Projects getting going during that time. A lot of things happening. And so it's always fun to kind of see, okay, what were you doing in those two eras? What were you perceiving? Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead.
1: I was born in 61. Nice. We worked at fun. We hitchhiked everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It was a revolution, Kate. Well, I, I mean, I, we weren't poor. We were, you know, middle class kids, but mm-hmm. we we just had a lot of fun. Nice. And I don't see it today.
0: Yeah, sadly. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Isn't that interesting that in a time of, you know, we whenever they play role of the 60s, they play everything that was could be perceived as violent, you know, to make us look like we were just violent and all this stuff was going on everywhere. Yet people were hitchhiking pretty freely through the whole country, feeling like they were pretty safe. But when we're shown history is what I'm talking about. When we're shown history, we're shown certain photos over and over and over again. You see a couple of hippies dancing at a concert. You see police with their gear on at a protest. You see the shootings of JFK, RFK, MLK, right? Right um this is this is the representation of the 60s that's what you get to see all the time over and over and over and over again do you think there's a reason for that hi caller welcome to the show go right ahead
1: are you, I wasn't sure if you were online today because uh, the Internet's not working.
0: I know. They're trying to fix it, and uh, don't, I don't know what else to say. Um, I'm hoping oh, they no, fix it. Oh, no, I just it. wanted to
2: make sure, sure. not trying
0: to bother you. Oh, no, you're not bothering me. Thanks. I'm glad you called. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, okay. always, I always want to know if stuff is down. Um, um, so, anyway, I just uh, can't wait to hear from you. What can I say? Uh, 888-673-1450. Six seven three fourteen fifty. You can call about the exorbitant, over-the-top, uh, suspicious $500 million budget. And, of course, their new offer to tax you on top of that by using the police. Or you can call about St. George uh, or Washington County putting in even more cameras with no right or reason to do it. Do you know, I wonder sometimes if they ever filter themselves out with the constitution with with what they're supposed to incorporate into the things that they do or they just ask if they're good ideas (laughs) right everything is passed as a good idea not not necessarily whether or not it contradicts really the law of the land i always find that kind of amazing because the schools are supposed to be teaching your kids that very thing and they don't hi caller welcome to the show go right ahead
2: well, first about the surveillance in the schools, mm-hmm. uh, it makes perfect sense because uh, what are the schools about? To train the children for the future. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a desensitization tactic to have cameras everywhere because we're going to have cameras everywhere if we don't start turning things around right. in our police state. Yeah. So, And that may be the main reason they're doing it. Uh, just to condition, because they're constantly conditioning them to accept tyranny and to vote ourselves into tyranny. Uh, regarding the 50s and uh, 60s, well, I started to see, politically, started waking up in the early 60s. Uh, the, we used to call the conspiracy the uh, uh, the uh, new uh, Northeastern Establishment. That was the term we used for the Rockefellers and, and so forth. But, you know, some examples of how they distort things. I came from uh, my high school class we had one or two hippies Mm -hmm. i graduated right in the middle of the hippie movement i mean they really uh, uh, represent that most of us were hippies or a lot of us were and and that's that's not at all true uh regarding the budget uh, i'd like to compare city uh, cedar budget Mm -hmm. to the uh, our budget here in st george and just go down item by item so approximately they pay one dollar of taxes in that city whether it's a business tax whatever form to every three dollars we Pay here in St. George. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they tell us, the city council, oh, we can't, there's not much room for uh, reducing it. Right. Well, I think there's probably 67% room at least. <laughs> yeah. Just compare the two. And you know, in Cedar, they have snow removal costs. Right. We don't have that cost here. Yeah. So uh, that would be although, great to have although- the city council and just compare them and say why do you have this and they don't well
0: they we did buy two hundred and fifty dollars worth of snow snow machines to remove the snow we don't have just so we could this was under Pike of course that liberal just so we could we could be a, a city that got fed federal money
2: yeah. So yeah. here we don't even have a need. <laughs> no, you know, no, need's no need. not justification need. either yeah. for looting the people because yeah. they, they have a right to keep their money, but they don't even have a need in their lives. Well,
0: they did it so they could do something much worse, and that was a direct line to the feds.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's really is worth comparing the two. I mean, that's I the, think... the closest, largest city to You're ours right. in, mm-hmm. the, in this county, mm-hmm. and let's uh, or in the state, rather. And let's uh, sit down and compare. Why do you have this in the budget and they don't? Right. Why are you violating our rights in this area?
0: Oh, amen. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Caller, you're live. Okay. Uh, going once, going twice. Okay. Well, uh, anyway, uh, you can call back. 888-673-1450. Not sure what happened. They are working on the live stream Um so I hope that gets up. I really do because I think this show, I think this show might give people a, a new perspective about about the things that they they implemented after World War II. Specifically, there was a lot going on after World War II that needs to be talked about, and I think that uh, today's show is going to address that. Hopefully, you'll see things in a different perspective. I sure did. Hi, caller. Welcome hi, to the hi. show. Go right
1: ahead. Right. I grew up with no freeways in L.A., Uh uh, high school in 1959, and uh, moved to Northern California to a small little town, and uh, it was paradise.
0: Nice. Nice. What about the hippie movement? What did you notice?
1: Well, I didn't notice anything about hippies until I was working for the telephone company as a contractor back in the... Indiana mm-hmm. in 1966.
0: Turn your uh, and, radio uh, down. Turn your radio down if you can. It's echoing. Um, but go ahead. So you didn't notice it till about 66? Anyway, I was in
1: a riot in 1965 as a guardsman. I wasn't a hippie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's good to know because you know that they, that's how they classify the 60s. When people want to dress up for Halloween, go 60s, they go as a hippie. I mean, that's the iconic only picture we get shown.
1: Oh, I, I've seen all that, but you know, early on in my high school career, I was considered a conspiracy theorist. I was a political science major and. Ah, I, mean, I recognized BS when I was very young.
0: <laughs> so you, you figured out the truth, and you called them on it, and then people called you a conspiracy yeah, theorist.
1: I have, I have books from the John Birch Society from the 1960s yeah. that talk about the IRS and the invisible government, mm-hmm. sure. et, et cetera, et cetera.
0: So. Sure. Did you notice a, a swift some swift changes from the 50s to the 60s?
1: Absolutely, My brother and sister are both years older, and my mm-hmm. and older, 180
0: out. Yeah. Well, I'm so grateful for your call. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Because yeah. I, 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 I love those two phone calls because it does say a lot um, in both ways. You know, uh, one caller not really noticing much in the hippie movement because... Not everybody looked like that. Maybe a few people in the, in the class. I mean, they make it look like everybody was doing it. Did they want everybody to do it? Did they want to guide, I'll put a good word, guide our, um, our culture the way they did? Oh, of course they did. And I'll prove why when we come back for sure. We'll still continue to work on the live stream. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get it up and going And, um, I'm, I'm serious. I I have a lot of info to go over. I might have to make it two different shows because I have so much. That's how much evidence I have, but it's going to be fun. So we'll come back. We'll talk about, uh, the 50s and then the 60s and this is kind of off the heels of the Bob Dylan show so listen to the Bob Dylan show and then listen to this because I'm still getting feedback from the from the uh, Bob Dylan show just because I think a lot of people really responded to that really hadn't realized the lyrics and the fact that he kind of admitted that he it was just magic <laughs> when he was writing things and how many stars actually were outing him as a fraud Bob Dylan so there's a lot of history there. When you get the Presidential Freedom Award from the president, usually you're kind of in the club. So just mentioning that. It's a nice tell, uh, if you will. Uh, that and uh, the Nobel Prize now, it seems like it's a pretty big tell if you're in the club. Be right back with an explosive two hours right when we come back on the Kate Daly Show.